Hi, it's Jeff. Welcome back to ATBS, the podcast. Lee Xuan An joins me in the podship today. Lee Xuan is a beautifully gentle human. She's an art curator, a gallery owner, a seeker, a guide, and so much more. Conversations with Lee Xuan can and do range far and wide. The upcoming episode is a great example. I recommend enjoying this episode when you have an hour to settle in, close your eyes, breathe deeply, and open your heart. Please enjoy this time with Lishuan on. Matt Seiler here, lover of a good competition. One of the other guests on Jeff's phenomenal podcast threw a gauntlet trying to make his episode the most popular on the phenomenal ATBS, the podcast series. Being the frequent guest on the only sub-series, SFAO, I want to make sure that I win. And by winning, Jeff wins. And by Jeff winning, we all win. So please like, share, own, make sure that it gets the popularity it demands as ATBS rules the world. Lishuan on welcome to ATBS the podcast. I'm so pleased that you're willing to join me and thank you and good morning for listeners. Lishuan and I are recording on Friday, July 31st and you're in Redwood City, California in your beautiful little oasis of a home and jungle and I'm in Park City, Utah and it's so great to be together. Amazing. Amazing that we can actually, from all walks of life and all different places, origins of life, and I'm only referring to this life, that we can end up meeting, not only meeting, but holding and supporting and loving. It's just so, it's such a blessing. I feel just privileged to love you and to be loved by you and all the other incredible friends and beloved sisters and brothers all over the world. So thank you for having me. It's a privilege. I like to give a little bit of background on, you know, where and how our paths may have crossed. And it's fascinating how lives cross and intersect and join. And I feel like I had the great privilege of being invited to a wonderful gathering in September of 2019. It's not even a year, Lishwan. <laughs> I don't really have any concept of time. It, no, I know yesterday. you don't. <laughs> it could be yesterday. Or it could be an eternity away. Right. Lifetimes. Lifetimes. I had the privilege of being invited to a gathering, you know, up in the mountains of... La Honda, California. La Honda, yes. For a weekend. And wow, what a weekend it was. And that's where you and I met, and I was fortunate to meet Ola and so many other wonderful people. In fact, this is the third episode that I've recorded with people that I met that weekend. That's so beautiful. And I'm certain it won't be the last. Oh, no. <laughs> That's a really good segue, if I may, to talk a little bit about that weekend. And this is exactly the kind of vision I had when I moved here with my family to be on this path of service 
And this path of service very much involves building of community, bringing people together, and really supporting and inspiring each other in our own evolutionary endeavors. So I was extremely blessed when I arrived almost two years ago now that I very quickly got to meet this legendary person in Silicon Valley, James McNeven, who is the owner of Buck's Restaurant in Woodside for the last 20 years, has been the hotbed or 30 years of the movers and shakers in Silicon Valley with their innovations and new ideas and world-changing activities taking place on napkins inside a box. And, and James, who is now 72, I think, He's the proud owner of the establishment and just such a fun character. He sure is. <laughs> he's amazing. He's all our best friends. And he cer- I certainly consider him one of my... One of a kind as well. One of a kind. And there's only one James. There's only <laughs> definitely one James. But anyway, so very quickly, when I say very quickly, I meant within 20 minutes of meeting, we knew that we were on the same path. And we also knew we were very much cut from the same cloth and with just different seasonings, peppering the form. But underneath the form is one heart beating in unison and one intention also very, very clear, bringing about light and love and compassion and, and transcendence and transformation to, to all those that we come in contact with, including ourselves. Of course, this work, above all, is a work of the self. It's an inner work. And when we're able to dedicate time and attention and step into willingness with curiosity and open hearts, and we do the work of looking at our darkness, of arrive at a new understanding, not even just understanding, it's beyond that. I love the word comprehension, to really comprehend from different perspectives. Uh, We can talk more about this later and ultimately transforming, releasing and transforming. And the power of transmutation is what I like to share with people. It's just incredible. Everything transmutes. So anyways, these are the kind of conversations I have with everybody. So I'm having a conversation with Jameis and then we realized, my gosh, we're the same people. We are what we call pronoids. Pronoids are the opposite of paranoids. Pronoia is the opposite of paranoia. We are people who truly believe and experience being supported by the universe, that the universe actually conspires to support us. And in James's words, give us a good time. <laughs> so we began to meet other people and see who else is a pronoid. And of course, Jeff. So you came to one of our gatherings, Pronoi gatherings, where a beloved Pronoi can also invite a potential. <laughs> right. I, I was a potential. You were the potential, but <laughs> my gosh, when I arrived, so this was our party, but it was set at James's wonderful estate up on Skyline. And I remember the moment I arrived and I saw you coming towards me in your cowboy hat and your cape. I was like, okay, the galactic king clearly (laughs) has descended upon our land whoever this person is i'm like he's in the right place with us and what a blessing it is to meet you and to love you so that was a very long-winded add-on to your introduction of how we met 
you know, I hope that your listeners will get to actually see the magnificence that is Jeff Bomerit. Oh, <laughs> I'm I'm humbled. I'm laughing. I'm smiling. I'm grateful. I'd love to share my perspective of our meeting, like pretty much the moment of our meeting. I was there at Jameis's house. I had met Jameis only the day before at Box. And I had been invited to lunch and there were a few other people there. Michael was there and Bill and Heather. And I said to Jameis during the course of that lunch, and you know, from being at Bucks where, you know, he's up and he's down and he's moving around and he's doing his whole thing. And I said to him, I said, you're having 20 some odd people at your house. I've never been to your house, but I'm curious if you need any help preparing. And if you do, I'd be happy to help. He said, well, that would be great, Jeff. That, that'd be fantastic. You could come up in a couple of hours. So I found myself up at Jameis's beautiful home in the sky on the ridge in the late afternoon on Friday, helping set up for you know, the Pronoid gathering, which was going to be Saturday into Sunday. So we did our thing and we put things together and got things ready out by the pool and and just, you know, Jameis being Jameis, if I had to I had to finally say, Jameis, I just need to know the next five things that need to be done because I'm not so much a point and shoot sort of guy. And I said, I'll get them done. I just need to know what they are. And by Saturday, you know, people were scheduled to arrive sometime, you know, late morning, midday. People started arriving and I didn't know anybody. I knew Heather. I had met Heather before, but Heather wasn't there yet. And so, you know, of course I had met Jameis and people started arriving. And then somewhere along the way, you and Ola showed up in a small car with a fair number of things in the back and the back opened up and I was just moving around, introducing myself to people as they arrived and trying to be as helpful as I could, just because I didn't know who was who and what was what and what might need to be done. And I saw you and Ola and I was immediately, there was a magnetism. There was a magnetic relief. I felt it as clear as day. And I was drawn to the two of you to see what I might do. And if you'll recall, you were, you know, <laughs> Ola said, oh, there's lots to do because you had stones and, and you had some things that needed to be you know, there was going to be ceremony and there was going to be an altar that was set up and some things needed to be moved in that direction. And that's where I was able to first come into your presence and be nearby and feel what it felt like to be near you and Ola. And it's been wonderful ever since. Oh. It was a beautiful meeting. And to hear your perspective, I, I wanted to share mine as well. Thank you. Well, it's funny when I was laughing when you said, when you said there's all, all this stuff in the back of the car, and all of a sudden there's always there's always a lot to do when I'm around. Yeah, right. <laughs> of course, I don't travel light, and I don't take things lightly. I approach all these gatherings, anything with reverence, because I truly feel that each moment each opportunity to connect with another and to connect with each other and to give love and to bask in that unity experience is an extraordinary blessing 
So of course, the crystals will come, the incense will come, the flowers will come, the beautiful vases will come, gorgeous food will come. You know, all kinds of the whole thing will have to come because this is how we express when there's this word that I actually don't really like to use, but I'm going to use it because it's overused. Mindfulness. When people say mindfulness. I rather say that actually that is the problem. The mind is very full; <laughs> it's too full. We actually need mind emptiness so we can be present with what we're doing in front of us. You know, instead of actually thinking all these, being lost in all these thoughts that we get ourselves caught in. I love that. Oh my gosh, mindfulness! I find myself overusing the term, and I love your your breakdown of it. What does mindfulness actually mean? People say mindfulness. We got to be mindful. It's like saying that we got to always be thinking about stuff. No, we got to stop thinking so that we can actually, you know, go into the garden and cut some flowers and think about which flower is really perfect for which friend and which fruit is perfect for which time of the day. I mean, that's the where the nectar of life lies. That's where. That's where the beauty is. That's that's when we actually really connect to what it means to be alive. So, I didn't intend to talk about that, but it just came, as everything I say just comes from somewhere. And I really think I'd like to propose a rethink of this word mindfulness. Yeah, I love it. While you're talking, I'm thinking, you know, being able to disengage from the full mind and stepping into grace, stepping into openness, stepping into connection. This seems to be a very common, very regular topic in my conversations, both recorded and casual, where when the mind is so full, we can become so isolated. We are these unique individuals, but I think it can become so isolating that as you just said so eloquently, if we empty it a little bit, let some of it go where we can actually then, ah, this is, I think, a reasonable segue. You had proposed the title of this episode to be Exhale Into Softness. Perfect timing. As you mentioned, let go. I went straight to where you just went. How about if we take a moment and actually do some let go? I would invite actually the listeners to join us and where you are for everyone, myself included. I'm sitting in a chair right now in front of a computer, as I imagine many people are these days, or you might be walking or you might be lying down. Even if you're driving, you could actually still participate in this, but just with your eyes open, please. As a matter of fact, I find driving to be a very wonderful opportunity for meditation and also for evolution. In fact, when my clients come see me, when they book a session with me, of course, the journey begins from the moment they say yes. And I give them a series of exercises or practices, I should say, that they can do prior to our actual meeting and one of them is so simple and it's actually really powerful and transformative and and of course this was more relevant when there was actually traffic (laughs) (laughs) 
the the simple practices from now until say you book a session with me on Friday until Friday. Anyone who wants to cut in, let them in. Not only that we let them in, we send so much gratitude for them for giving us this opportunity to experience a moment of giving. And in that moment of giving, we're touched by grace because the act of giving without expecting anything in return, and this is key, giving without expecting anything in return, this is love. Love is not an exchange. And that's such a simple practice. It's such a simple practice, but it's so powerful because everyone just relaxes into the beautiful, kind, generous, loving beings that we actually all are. If we can just give ourselves a moment to be that, to be us, instead of getting lost in the thoughts and stress are based on thoughts, right? Without thoughts, there's no stress. <laughs> right. Yeah, simple exercises. So now back to the, the idea of exhale before I launch into this talk about the times that we're in and perhaps some things we can think about about ourselves and how to cope, not only cope, but really truly step into our beautiful essence amidst these challenging and uncertain times. Let's just take a moment and sit up straight, keep a straight spine and relax the body. If you're driving, keep your eyes open. Otherwise, wherever you are, from whatever position, you can just gently close your eyes. And feel your feet touching the ground. And feel your feet relax. Feel your ankles relax. This is where we carry a lot of anger. And relax the calves. Notice the calves relax. And allow these very overworked muscles to just quiet down for a moment. And send some love and kindness to the calves. And say thank you. Thank you for all this hard work that we take for granted that you perform every day. Thank you. Notice your knees relax. Your knees have carried our bodies for so long. You have to pound against the pavement or stretch every which direction at all times. The unsung hero with its wear and tear and its pain and soreness and still carry us up and upright and allow us to walk and live our lives. What gratitude we have for our knees and let them relax. Notice our hips relax. Center of our body. The place where we can hold ourselves in balance 
if we choose. It takes willingness. And it takes a commitment to actually live life, live love, as opposed to just existing or worse yet, surviving. We can do so much better. We can manifest everything. I'm really here to tell you everything you ever want, everything you really truly ever want deeply from your heart can and will happen if you allow it. It is the universal truth that we manifest our reality in every way, in all aspects. Yes, things from outside can come and have an impact, but how we react to and respond to those outside factors and influences is 100% up to us. So in that choice that we make, how we respond, how we react. With that choice, we create our reality. So feel the hips relax. Feel the abdomen relax. It's time to release shame. Everyone in this world, from a farmer to electrician, to an executive, to a movie star, to a billionaire. Everyone is shrouded in shame. This shame set in way before we were ever born. It happened in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve had a wonderful time frolicking in the Garden of Eden, the most perfect place in the world, in the universe. But they were not fully aware of the blessings. Though they had paradise, they were unconscious. So when an apple was presented, the greed of wanting more overtook they bit into the apple and they were banished from paradise. The beginning of separation from home, from womb, from the place where we belong, happened in that moment, the moment of separation. Now, this separation happens to be an illusion, which is the paradox. They were physically separated, thinking that they got separated, believing, and hence the human narrative has been one about searching and looking in desperate attempts to reconnect. But there is nothing that separates us from each other or anything else. Even if it wanted to, it's not possible. To separate in the whole scheme of things, 
Of course, they're all in the same big pot of soup or endless ocean. And so with the separation and the banishment, shame also came. And shame set into the human psyche. Who out there has not experienced shame? Who out there has truly let go of shame in its totality? The shame set in in a variety of ways. Societal, cultural, family background, family upbringing. And a very detrimental factor, ironically. And again, I believe a lesson for humans is when sexuality set in. When a child comes into puberty, becomes aware of his or her own sexuality, there's a lot of confusion. Confusion regarding attraction to the parents or siblings or attraction to that are deemed inappropriate. It could be the teacher or another boy or girl in the, the same gender. Whatever it might be, crazy, strange thoughts. A lot of shame actually is related to sexuality. And we as a culture, as a society, has not really dealt with this. I think one of the biggest reasons why there's so much sexual deviation and sex crimes out there because we don't understand the truth about sexuality, that is actually a life force, that it is actually the most beautiful energy of creativity and love and bliss and union of ultimate transcendence. It's something to be embraced and celebrated and really enjoyed as opposed to what it has been thus far in most of the advanced civilizations, particularly in Western cultures. And a lot of that energy of shame resides within the abdomen. So let's just, for this moment, feel our abdomens relax and let it rest a little bit with a mental notice that perhaps Today is the day that I'm beginning to be ready to release my shame one step at a time. We may not even know where they are, but maybe I don't want to carry them anymore. I want to exhale. Take a deep breath in. Hold it, please. Very relaxed. Hold your breath, but very relaxed your whole body with your intention between the eyebrows in the third eye and gently breathe out. We're going to do it again with the intention that it is time or will be soon to begin to release the shame that weighs us down 
in life. Take a deep breath in. Hold it. Focus on the third eye. Feel the energy moving up your body. And grow out strongly. To the top of the crown. Third time we breathe. We're going to take in the breath all the way from the root chakra. The base of your spine where the sexual organs lie. And this time we're going to take in this energy as pure prana, life force, divine, pure, blissful, joyous, kind, compassionate, full of love. And it's a benevolent energy. We're going to take it in through the base of the spine. And we're going to feel the energy travel up our entire system while keeping attention on the third eye and allow ultimately a powerful, forceful release through the crown. Okay? One, two, three. Breathe in. Through the base of the spine. Sit up straight. Relax the body. Feel the energy travel up through your system cleansing every cell of your body and blow out forcefully through the crown. Take another deep breath in and out. Feel your heart, your chest relax. Feel a more expansiveness, more spaciousness that just opened up in your chest. Feel the slightly loosening of the knots and the sorrows and the hurt, and the anger and the resentment. Feel them loosening. And send a breath. Take a gentle deep breath in and send breath to your heart. And feel your neck begin to relax. Forgive yourself for the harsh words that you spoke to someone that you cared about. Forgive yourself, the harsh thoughts that you thought against another, and more importantly, against yourself. Forgive the harsh words that you are going to speak someone after this call and let that transmute into compassion and gratitude. Forgive the thoughts you had that were hurtful to another 
thoughts carry weight in different ways than words, but they carry weight nonetheless, significant weight on your soul. Words have power, thoughts also have tremendous power. To align our thoughts, our speech, and our action, this alignment is a vital practice on a spiritual path. Little by little, we can calibrate these three things so that they can meet and become unified. So transmute the thought against someone else into allowance and acceptance. Transmute the thoughts that we had against ourselves, the incessant thoughts of blame, shame, guilt, reproach, that we are so accustomed to shoot towards our own selves and smooth that into compassion, kindness, curiosity, and the willingness to let go. Take a deep breath in. Hold this breath at the throat. And let's clean all of this negative energy with this breath. Breathe out. Feel the neck and shoulders relax. The weight we carry. Because we need to be in control. The control tendency is alive and well in everyone, though they manifest in different ways. The root of control is fear. Fear of unsafety. Fear that we will be left behind, alone to die in this world. This is the first chakra, the root chakra imbalance, where we mistakenly think that we are separate from everything else, that we only have ourselves to rely on. Everything is up to us. When I said we manifest everything, I didn't say everything is up to us. <laughs> so this manifests its first chakra fear of lacking, lacking of security, lacking of safety, 
lacking of abundance. This is unfortunately a place where most people get stuck during his or her entire incarnation. This is when wealth is valued above all, the symbol of security. This is when doing, achieving, accomplishing are more important than being. When we are deeply attached to material, to home, to status, to wealth, to the car, to everything, even the diplomas from our children, these are deep attachments to the material. And so all this weight is carried on the shoulders. And so everyone in the Western world has sore shoulders. Let's take a deep breath. Let's send some love and relaxation to the shoulders. And exhale. Notice how your body feels heavier than it did before. As if it's almost asleep. It's deeply relaxed. And notice now how much effort is being used to hold up your head and become aware of the tension that your neck receives because it needs to hold up your head. And now let's see if we can decrease that tension, that effort by 50% or whatever percentage you can spare. And notice the head is still up. Huh. Can we just let go even more of that tension then? Will the head still stay up? It's established. It turns out that it takes a lot less energy to be than we give it. So there's a lot of extra waste of energy that take up our day. That's why we don't have time to smell the roses or to bake a cake, or to look into the eyes of the beloved. Take a deep breath. Oh, relax the head. Relax the forehead. Drop the jaws. Even Open your mouth really wide. Ah, do that a few times. Ah, ah, and then ah, stretch as far as you can your mouth and then drop it. Maybe roll your head a little bit from side to side. And rotate the other direction. Keep your focus on the third eye behind your closed eye. Come back to center. Relax the eyes. See the world now behind closed eyes. 
very closed, relaxed eyes, see the world, see the beauty of the mountains, the rivers, hills full of wildflowers in early May, hummingbirds dashing about in the garden, a white swan passing by softly and silently on a pond. See from behind your closed eyes the blue of the sky and the fluffiness of the clouds and the golden yellow sun. Beaming a golden ray of eternal love onto us, onto you, exactly where you are, where you're sitting. Feel this golden shower from the sun enveloping you. Feel your cheeks relaxing nose relaxing, mouth relaxing, ears relaxing, the back of your head relaxing, the top of your crown relaxing, the entire brain inside the skull relaxed. Empty. Just receiving the shower that actually we receive without us noticing every single moment during the day, every single day. Even if there's clouds in the sky, you don't see the sun, you're still being showered by this ray. This is the grace that keeps us alive. Let's take a deep inhale. Hold it. Hold the breath. Feel our heart. Feel the heart's connection to the sun and exhale. One last time. This time, when we take a breath, I invite you to draw the breath all the way from the center of the earth. Draw it up through the surface of the earth to enter through the soles of your feet, traveling up, permeating every cell in your system and with very keen awareness of your system, the entire body and the places where we just covered in our meditation, become aware of your body, let this energy that comes from the center of the earth permeate through your body, out through the crown, and connect to the beautiful sun that you see and feel behind your closed eyes. Here we go. Deep breath in from the earth, entering through your soul, up through your system, traveling up, 
permeating every cell of your body through your head and exhale out through the crown to the sun. We, in every moment of our existence, is in a vortex that connects us to everything. There's no separation between inside and outside. As you can see just so plainly, the world behind your clothes ties. Everything takes on form with our perception. Everything comes to be and is just as it is. We, in this moment of stillness, in fact, all of us are hurling through space at an ungodly speed while spinning. So we're spinning and hurling, and yet we're able to be here in this moment of stillness. This is our essence. Our essence is soft, tender, calm, peaceful. And I encourage everyone, even if it's just for three seconds during the day, to connect to this moment and this place and this state of being. This can be, and I believe will be, a powerful tool for us, all of us, to navigate these uncertain times. Thank you for allowing me to guide this spontaneous meditation. Hmm. Exhale into softness. Exhale into softness. I don't know that either one of us or any of us saw that or felt that coming, Li Xuan. <laughs> and beautiful and completely unique in anything that I've done here within the context of this podcast. And I'm grateful. I'm smiling inside and out, beaming. And I'm so thankful, appreciative of our relationship and your willingness to share and very specifically share the idea, and then the very practice of exhaling into softness. It's such a privilege to serve, Jeff. I think by now you know pretty much everything I do is really not me. I'm somehow this very privileged channel of, of some sort of energy or wisdom that comes from a divine realm. It just comes through me. And so things like that just happens. <laughs> <laughs> they do just happen and yeah it's perfect i have an old tech talk i mean they gave me six months to prepare and i'm like i'm not going to prepare i'm just i'm just a conduit i just get up on the stage and it just comes through me so it's just such a privilege to to serve and uh i, I definitely hope I hope that you got something out of it. I know that it was, for me, it was a very, very beautiful experience. I hope your listeners can get something out of it. They might, uh, like you said, nobody prepared for this. So maybe they have to do a reload and re-listen. 
and of course those who don't want to can skip over but hopefully some will and and find it helpful in all my sessions i have it's like a sadhana we have a q a session so i don't know if you have any questions to ask me to discuss or are you happy with just the meditation i'm here for you so hmm, thank you and one day i hope to do live streaming where you know in a case like that people would be meditating and and then be able to come in with their questions. For me, I have practices in my life. I have, you know, meditation practices and yoga practice and qigong and a variety of other things and I would like to say this that we are we as a human family are, you know, pretty deep into this whole covid experience, pretty deep into civil unrest and rightfully so yeah there's a fatigue that comes along with it fatigue from not knowing and of isolation and all the things that everybody is experiencing and you know on top of that there's life and all that it brings every day life and laundry <laughs> life life and laundry and, you know, I had a day yesterday and got some interesting news this morning just on something that's going on in my life. And, you know, was like, oh, geez, really? Like, we, this, we're going to have to, you know, deal with this or navigate through it. And, and then here you and I are, and it almost seemed like we weren't going to be able to record today because of some technical things. And then, oh, well, yes, let's do it. And I'm grateful that you decided and we decided to jump right in. And then a spontaneous meditation happens. And, you know, yes, we're sitting here recording and you and I are in separate locations, but I've had the benefit of a wonderful Lishuan led meditation, you know, exhaling into softness. So it brings a big smile to my face. I, I love to be able to have the experience and then draw on the experience. You know, I know here it is, I don't know, 1230 or one o'clock and I will navigate through the rest of my day with much greater ease. Wonderful. I'm so happy to hear that when you say I will navigate this the rest of the day with the word I came with, with ease, much greater ease. Notice what happens when we had the technical difficulties this morning when things did, just did not work. And I myself had a mix-up, a pretty big one in the construction projects that's taking place in my backyard right now. And there was some contention between me and my husband this morning, life and laundry. And so for a moment, I thought, oh, perhaps this is not the right condition in which we can do this podcast where I will talk about love and <laughs> softness. <laughs> but very quickly, like the other end of that second, this is a very critical thing, I think, at least for me, I found it to be very helpful, is to really welcome every moment as a gift. The moment that thought arrived, maybe today is not the day, this is not the right condition, I realize this is the perfect condition. We cannot talk about how to excel into ease, how to traverse through these uncertain demanding times, Without the challenges 
that we experience moment by moment. That's false. That would be like living in a bubble, in a vacuum. And I think that is the thing. We human beings often wish, want, and demand even or expect things to work exactly the way we had it planned out. That's the separation. That's the very thing I talked about, this idea that only we somehow have the answer and know what to do and how it can be done. I'm very guilty of that in my daily lives as well, of course. But if we can actually view everything, both positive and challenging things, truly as a gift, because a lesson is in everything that arises, the lesson and opportunity for us to learn something, to grow and to transform, even with this COVID This virus, as horrible as it is, has brought so much benefits to mankind beyond anything I could imagine in my lifetime. We can dive deeper into that or not, but just one simple thing, very simple thing. We have a child who's 15, very independent, very self-sufficient, has been for several years. And so she was already moving away from us by being very independent spirit, and we want her to be that way and self-reliant and so on. But during this quarantine, we get to be with her every day. We got our little girl back. What a blessing that is. I see on the streets, you know, more dads pushing prams, strollers of their babies than I normally see, ever see. Because what is the narrative of the American male? Well, they need to go out and earn a living, right? This is how they're conditioned how American male were brought up. The role models were often mothers who stayed home and took care of things, and the father was out there working. And they repeat this habit, this way of life, which is not ultimately enriching for anyone. It might create more zeros in the bank account, but how many marriages feel happy and satisfied? How many individuals feel happy and fulfilled? How many children today are well-adjusted physically, mentally, and spiritually? There's a lot, a tremendous amount of ill in society that have been there. And that's a much bigger plague than this virus. If we think about, look at the suicide rates of teens, if we look at childhood poverty and illiteracy, if we look at divorce rates, if we look at the percentage of adults or People, population who are obese, unhealthy, or addicted to some substance, it's in the millions, not 150,000 that die from this virus. Of course, I very much wish this virus was not here, and I'm devastated by its impact. But do not lose sight of the ills that already existed in society that are perhaps much more harmful and hurtful to our species, and now is an opportunity for us to revisit and re-look at what's important to us. Consumption has decreased tremendously. Traffic problems more or less got solved. This unsolvable traffic problem got solved. The emissions from lack of airline travel, there's so many beautiful things that are happening, and people re-evaluating their values, how they want to live life. More people awakening to their true callings. They may not be as financially 
like you. They may not be as financially sound in the moment, but let me, from the perspective of the founding member of the Pronoid Society, tell you that if you follow your heart and listen to your heart with a true intent for yourself, the universe will provide everything you need to be successful. But we first have to really understand the meaning of success and reform the concepts that have been instilled in us for so long. What does it mean to be successful? What does it mean to have a good life? These are deep existential questions worth looking at because this is our existence. This is it. We're here. We, each one of us, is here to have an experience. And this experience is called life. We can experience it in any way we want. It is all up to us. The only thing, the only thing that's in our way is ourselves. And if we exhale into softness and we clear our minds, realize what you've just said, what you've shared, and open to the infinite possibilities. Infinite possibility. We are pregnant with possibilities, all of us. And there's no abortion. <laughs> we can't. It's there, always. We're always pregnant with infinite potential and possibilities. And I think the goal is not to be mindless or mind empty. The mind is very important tool for us to navigate and the map is also really fun it makes makes life fun but i think it's more about just actively moving in the direction of the heart yeah moving out of the mind and into the heart heartfulness would be good heartfulness i love that maybe in the new age we move from mindfulness to heartfulness Exhaling into softness and heartfulness. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday I had a privilege, oh, it's such a privilege to be invited to join this alliance of, they're called Intergenerational Leadership Council. It's a global alliance made up of just these incredible individuals that had this incredible heritage from their ancestry and yet the seventh generation children, adult children, are now gathering to embark upon a new paradigm, a new journey, one that really benefits everyone in the advancement of every single human being. And I was so deeply touched to be, and of course honored to be part of this, and two people that spoke very eloquently. One was the great, 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 great son, and my dear friend, actually, Lucien Tarnowski, he's the great, 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 great grandson of John Jacob Astor, who was the first billionaire in America. And one of his ancestors was this great big general. And under his direction, a million people died, were killed. And so his path was from war to peace. And then this other beautiful guy, Chris, who's the fifth generation of uh, Rockefellers, who made their money in oil, and starting with his parents, but certainly him now, 
is very much in the work of regenerative agriculture and preserving and nurturing and protecting of our soil. And so his path was from oil to soil. And here we are today, we're discussing from the mind to the heart. It's so beautiful. It's the opportunity for transcendence is available for everyone, even if you're in poverty, even if you're in dire situations. Of course, it's much more challenging, much more challenging to go up when you're hungry and when you're not safe. And so this, I caveat what I'm saying to really send compassion to those who don't have the means, don't even have the basic requirements for human lives. But for majority of the people out there, especially in the Western world, especially here in America, we're not in that situation. The fear of not having, the fear of insecurity, they were instilled in us. I spent 20 years in advertising in New York City. I know fully well from firsthand experience how we sell fear. Fear is the fuel that fuels the capitalistic economy. But that fear is not real, my beloved friends. You are safe, you are held, you are supported. Even if you hate your parents, even if you think that they never loved you, I can tell you right now that they always did. And they still do. Even if they're alive or dead, their love is inside of you. Your children are safe. Even if they are about to be taken away by, by Juvie, they are ultimately safe because they are the children of the universe. There's a benevolent, infinite, loving energy that supports this existence. Like I said, we're sitting here having this conversation hurling through sky. <laughs> Just think about that for a second. Spinning and hurling. Spinning and hurling, and yet here we are. How can we deny this energy that is supporting of us all in all moments? Beautiful, Ishwan. Yeah, we are safe. We are safe. Even if the virus is out there, we are safe. You know what to do. And you know what? Open the hearts. Open the hearts. Especially open the hearts for the other. Put on our masks. Keep our distances. Make the sacrifices. Endure this, it will pass. All viruses pass. The Spanish plague passed. Everything passed. Polio, everything. Leprosy, everything passes. SARS, take swine flu. This too shall pass. And shift the attention. Shift the attention from the mind. Shift the attention from the eyes to the heart. And listen to your inner inner voice. This is the time. This is the time. Finally, you don't have to feel guilty to be in pajamas all day. You don't have to feel ashamed of, of doing nothing because there is nothing to do. So take this time to get to know Kevin and Mary and Lishuan and Jeff and David and Bob and Keith and Barbara. Just get to know. Get to know you. Get to know ourselves. Get to know yourselves and allow, allow the other person to be by allowing ourselves to be. All the criticisms, all the judgments, all the rhythms, all these negative feelings that we have that we send to another, 
it's all sending to ourselves. That's the root. When we truly, truly come to accept, allow, and actually love and support ourselves is when we can bust open that heart. Then we're free. We are free because we no longer have demands on another. We no longer have criticism for another. We just only have gratitude and delight for the other <laughs> and for ourselves. <laughs> the way I was just in awe with you as you approached me and vice versa. That comes from an open heart. We can do it. Risk, I know it's scary because we've all been hurt. We've all been hurt, all of us. So it's scary to open that heart. But risk it. Risk an open heart to be free. Risk it and exhale into heartfulness. Yes. Li Xuan, I am grateful. Thank you. There isn't much for me to say to finish. Risk an open heart to be free and excel into softness and be you. I think we're done. I think we're done. Peace. One never knows what may go down here in the pod ship. And today, Lishwan An led us through a spontaneous and beautiful meditation. I hope your mind is clear and your heart is full. Until next week, remember, inhale and exhale. <laughs>